Welcome to the Getting My Act Together podcast for Tuesday, November 9, 2021. Thank you so much for joining a podcast that one reviewer described as cool enough. They said, you know what, this podcast is cool enough. (laughs) Didn't say it's the coolest podcast. Didn't say it is super cool. They just said it's cool enough, representing an adequacy of cool. And you know what, I'll fucking take that all day long. I don't need to be the coolest. I can't be the coolest. It's impossible. I have several characteristics that disqualify me from that. I have several disca- I have several qualities that dis- that several qualities, characteristics that disqualify What the fuck am I saying? I have several qualities that disqualify several This happens to me every once in a while on stage and I'm like, is that aneurysm in my brain or just a minor seizure i have several characteristics that disqualify me from being the coolest and you might say cool at all but the fact that you ignore all of them and still listen to my podcast uh, makes me greatly appreciate you so I'm happy to be the adequacy. I'm happy to have this podcast represent an adequacy of coolness. It's cool enough. It's Listen, it's not cool. It's cool enough. I'm glad you're listening. I hope your week's off to a great start. You probably, if you're in the city of Atlanta, are thrilled for the return of Limerick Comedy tonight in Virginia Highland, a free bar show. That happens every Tuesday night at 9 o'clock at Limerick Junction Irish Pub. We've been off the last two weeks, bumped for the World Series, but fortunately last Tuesday night, the hometown hero defeated a corrupt former champion. And of course, I'm talking about Felicia Moore defeating Kasim Reed in the race for Atlanta mayor. <laughs> That's only going to be around. I, I got I to gotta do it while I can. Yeah, Felicia Moore defeated the former Atlanta mayor, Kasim Reed, in the round one of Atlanta mayoral election. I'm not exactly sure how it works, but I can infer that the next step is Felicia Moore is going to run against who? Uh, Andre Dickens in the, in the, the real race to see who's mayor. Anyway, the Braves won the goddamn World Series, and they... Uh, had a parade Friday that I mentioned mentioned when I was driving home from Ackworth. I still, I've been t- I told people over the weekend about that Ackworth show. So if you were someone in Ackworth who goes to that show, people at the Broken Anchor, Josh at the Broken Anchor, or any of the truckers, or um, what was the other occupation that I remember the woman telling me she, what did she do for work? I want to say occupational therapist but i don't think that's right anyway very sweet nice people up there tell josh or josh if you're listening i've been telling comics it's a really fun show you put on up there so good for you kudos and uh, keep doing your thing but i was talking about when i was driving back from ackworth that the braves won and apparently during their parade on uh friday they were racing through the city streets of Atlanta. And people on Twitter and hack comics on stage that I saw that night were making jokes about it was like Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock and Speed. Now, if it's on Twitter, I get it. 
But if you're a fucking comic who's doing Twitter jokes on a stage, you should fucking kill yourself, I think. That's a bit strong. You shouldn't kill yourself. But what are you doing? <laughs> you're getting famous is what you're doing, I guess. I don't know. Twitter jokes. Anyway, the, the point is the parade was moving apparently very quickly through Atlanta. Well, what did you expect? The Braves have been trying to get out of Atlanta for years, and they only showed up to do the dumb parade in Atlanta because it's they have the name Atlanta in their in their actual name. Otherwise, they would have just posted up out in Cobb County and uh, you know had it at a country club. But they had to at least run it. They had two parades. They had one for black people here in Atlanta, and then they had one for white people up in Cobb County. It's Atlanta, man. It's how, the, it's, it's, it's how it goes. And apparently they drove very quickly uh, to get away um, from the city, you know, <laughs> which is what Buckhead City, Buckhead's trying to do is escape Atlanta, the city that gives, I don't, all right. Okay, okay. Anyway, shout out to everyone who makes, who uses Twitter jokes. And uh, we know, dude, we know people have Twitter. People in the crowd say, I heard someone say that. We be original you know what be just be cool enough in chasing the best joke don't grab it off twitter because if you grab it off twitter uh, lots of people have had the thought it's just the way it goes so don't aim so high meaning don't think that you need to use twitter don't crowdsource your material just try to be cool enough and that'll be good so yeah the brave anyway the braves won and Limerick's back tonight with an amazing lineup. I'm going to tell you about it? Yeah, I'm going to tell you about it. Am I going to tell you about each one of the comics' acts? No, I'm not. I briefly mentioned last week that Damon Sumner will be closing it out, closing out Limerick tonight, but Damon, fortunately for him, got a better offer. (laughs) I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Limerick pays, I will pay you $15. That's three $5 bills. You could get probably maybe a quarter of a tank of gas with where I'm paying you. And he was like, can we find another date? <laughs> uh, Damon is hilarious, and he'll be back on December 7th. He got a better gig, and so he's not going to be closing it out. But you know who's closing it out? One of my favorite people in comedy. That is Bob Place. Robert F. Place will be closing out the show. He is... Uh, he is a marvel. He's he is just you've heard me talk about him on the show on the program. He just kills. That's what he does, and he's gonna close out Limerick. So I'm thrilled about that. I'm not gonna pay Bob, you know, because <laughs> he's a he's a friend of mine. <laughs> no, so is Damon. I'm gonna pay Bob fifteen dollars. So come to Limerick. Da- uh, Bob's gonna close it out. Damon will be back on uh, December seventh. Kicking off the show, making his Limerick debut is the hilarious Limerick main show debut is the hilarious Malik Jones. And I'm really looking forward to that. Malik is going to be followed by a Birmingham, Alabama comic named Alice Watley, who have seen, who's come over and has done Lightning Round before and is very funny. So we're going to go Malik Jones, Alice Watley. In the three spot, you know who it is? It's Dirty D. It's Dylan Toops, who was supposed to do the show a few weeks ago, um, but was unable to attend... <laughs> Uh, because he fell asleep and slept through the show. 
And I shouldn't put his business out there, but uh, he did. Because you know why? He works 400 hours a day. And he does a lot of work with an amazing t-shirt company called Dylan's Tees. And they are actually the makers of uh, Limerick Comedy t-shirts, which are among the most soft. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see that last week I posted a photo from the Laughing Skull of three different comics wearing the Limerick t-shirt on the same night. And you know what? They didn't even look embarrassed by it. So, Dylan is coming back. Dylan, Dylan will be here. Malik, Alice, Dylan. Next is uh, Asheville comic Clay Jones making his Limerick debut. And he's going to be followed by Andrew George, a man who is not only hilarious, but so instrumental in me finding my footing in Atlanta comedy by... Uh, guiding me and working me into the laughing skull when he when he booked that show uh when he booked the laughing skull he uh i'm forever indebted to andrew george tell him and you know what i'm gonna tell him tomorrow i'm gonna remind him that he did so much for me and this this is 100 percent sincere well you can tell that why would i it's like one of those things i point out this is sincere if i'm listening i'd be like dude why wouldn't it be why would you be just flattering Andrew George no he he was he was good to me and uh let me flounder around and find my way and gave me some opportunities that I might not have been ready for uh, or might have been ready for but uh I'm gonna tell him tomorrow I'm gonna tell him when I see him that I owe him I don't know owe him I owe him I that I'm tremendously grateful for what he has done for me in comedy. And I'm thrilled that he's fucking doing Limerick. And he's, you know what? Andrew George is not buying a drink t- tonight. That's, that's, that's what's going to happen. Andrew George, and you can tell him, is not going to pay for a single drink at Limerick. Bob Place will buy all of his drinks. But Andrew George will not. After Andrew George is going to be Kristen Neal, who is undefeated at Limerick, like Amy Brown is. She... She rips every time she's on it, and uh, historically, because she also has that likability factor, she's gone up earlier. I thought, why, why not put her up later? And so she's going to go up before Bob. And uh, if you are coming from other shows in Atlanta, the uh, if you're a comic who's coming from elsewhere in the city, we do the lightning round open open mic comedy starting at uh, about ten thirty, ten forty five, and that, as you know, is a two minute open mic where all the comics in the room have a real have a real good time and uh you know do two minutes at a time so should be very fun and i'm very glad that limerick is back and like i said i'm glad the braves won the world series i didn't want them to win but i'm glad they won i think i think those two things can coexist well yeah you're a sellout (laughs) in the psychological literature the measurement uh, on a scale they would say i have a flexible agenda <laughs> I'm I'm not sturdy in my in my perspective. I'm not single-minded. I certainly am about some things. But I think I can be both those things. I can be I didn't want the Braves to win and I'm glad that they won. I if I I didn't want the Astros to win, but I would have been glad if they would have won as well. Does that make sense? I wanted the Braves to lose, but I'm glad they won. And that's why they raced through Atlanta. Like we, 
We we escaped once. Here here you go, city dwellers. Here's your dumb little parade. Now we're gonna go up to where it all culminates in Cobb County. Speaking of Cobb County, I finally made my Cobb Energy Center debut. You know the Cobb Energy Center. If you don't know, I'd never been. It is like a three thousand. I asked someone that worked there a three thousand seat venue right outside the city of Atlanta, right off a of main highway here. And its its naming rights belong to Cobb Energy, who you recall had, you know, settled like a hundred million dollar uh, lawsuit about all sorts of corruption and bribery and embezzlement and chicanery and coal plants still being built and produced in Georgia that are going to fuck over the wall. You, you all, you know that, right? The building itself is spectacular it's a performing arts center and it is it's just beautiful inside outside i didn't really get much of a look at it because it was dark but it's really beautiful inside and the sound is incredible and it's 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 very intimate it seems like the proverbial not a bad seat in the house of course (laughs) we were like in the best seats in the house for what dude what were you in the best seats in the house for I'll tell you what, if you were listening, you know what I did on Saturday night? I squired my lady to the Atlanta Opera's production of Julius Caesar. My first time ever going to an opera. My wife had never been to an opera. We were opera curious, if you know what I mean. That's what we put in our profiles. We were opera curious, and through a serendipitous and it doesn't have anything to do, actually, with the swanky school that we now send her to. But we know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody of influence at the Atlanta Opera. And that person was nice enough to say, hey, if you'd like to come see a show, please do, and we'll uh, get you tickets. Meaning, you won't have to pay for them. And so we were given tickets for Saturday night. Saturday night. And we got a, we got, we got a, as they say, we got a sitter and she just, all she wanted to do is come over from next door and watch. She's about 68 years old and all she wanted to do was watch Alabama and LSU. And when she could not find it on TV, she almost woke up the baby trying to yell at me throughout the house to have the TV. How, how do you do it? Do y'all do it through you do it through, I don't know, do you do it through live TV or do you have ESPN? Do you pay for it? How, how does it work? And I was like, well, we don't want to be late to this, but let me dig into it right now and find it for you. And you are a great babysitter. So we got a sitter. She watched Alabama LSU and she told me Alabama won. So I live in Atlanta and do not like Georgia, the university football team. And I didn't like the Braves. And there's there was a non-zero chance that both of them were going to win championships this year, and 50% of it has come true. The football team might win the national championship as well, and then uh, then we're definitely going back to California. That's just like enough. And also, if you'd like to facilitate our move to California, could we borrow like, or not borrow so much, and, I, and this really goes to the high net worth listeners, we would like $3 million, if you don't mind. 
I know that the people who, and I'm you know donate on Patreon, we're getting close to that number, but I think three million dollars would just really make things easy. My God, is that state expensive? Or my gosh, does real estate look expensive there? Anyway, Alabama is beat LSU. The sitter was happy. Uh, so what my wife and I did is we got dressed up. She put on makeup. I almost wore underwear under my suit. <laughs> how gross! I don't wear underwear, as you know, or maybe don't know. But how gross is that? it's? It's very intimate in a suit. I haven't since I was like twelve. But what we did is we had the sitter come over forty-five minutes before. <clears throat> driving up there, which is a 20-minute drive, 15, 20-minute drive. But what we really did as adults is we're like, we do not want to be late and be those joeys, those n- those knuckleheads that arrive late and then are like, they're like, sorry, we can't let you in during the performance so you can watch from the balcony or you can watch from these wings or these side areas. I don't know if you've ever been to a theater or a, or a play or some sort of, performing arts event but if you arrive late sometimes they're like sorry dude you're gonna have to wait till intermission to get into your actual seats and that's because we're grown because we're grown we didn't want that to happen and we would have I was thinking to myself as I was getting dressed and I perceived my wife to be ahead of me in the process I'm like I don't want to I don't want to be late and have that happen and I don't want to be the member of this marriage that is late. I just don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. So, we left with plenty of time. We got there. We drove up there, and it's the place is a stone's throw from the Braves' uh, new stadium uh, in Cobb County. Anyway, so we we pull up, and there's there's traffic signaling, and go to the parking garage, and. And I just got the first, I, as you probably may, you may or may not know, I don't like, I don't like anybody having any influence over me. That's why I would like you to give me three million dollars, no strings attached. Uh, so I just get the, like the the slightest anxiety when there's like a, a big line of traffic, uh, of cars pulling into a garage and snaking their way up. But I'm I'm I'm. I'm walking, I'm coaching myself through it. I'm, I'm keeping composed, calm. This is the evening we're going to do this. This is what people do for things that they care about. People get in lines of traffic. Like I could, I leave, I would leave early for everything. I mean, just early enough. Not like I'm the guy who leaves in the fourth inning. But, you know, <laughs> three innings of baseball is probably enough. I don't like being at, you know, you get the idea. I don't like being at the mercy of other people's I like being, I don't know, I, I have control issues. I have to be in control of everything. Like, so you don't box me in. That's why if you go to the first podcast episode, yeah, I don't want to shit my pants. But really, I just don't want to have to be boxed in on an airplane. I need to sit on the aisle because I don't want people hemming me in. I need to have that access. I, I need to, and it's it's uh, it hasn't been proven by living where I do in Atlanta but I like I think I like the idea of being on the coast because I feel like I could just swim into the ocean and get away. I don't know, there's some thing where I just don't like to be you've heard me say I would be terrible in prison. Anyway, I don't like 
I don't like crowd being part of a crowd because the bigger it is, the more suspicious I get that these people are all duped and, you know, just my neuroses, right? So I see a line of cars snaking into the parking garage and I think, okay, all right, we have, we're going to sit here and we're going to, okay. I, it's just a minor flutter of that. But I'm composed, I'm relaxed. We get the car parked 15 minutes before 8 o'clock, which is showtime. We stride purposefully, looking like, look, trying to look like we belong there at the opera. What is the opera like, you might ask? Who goes to the opera? Everybody. I saw all different types of looking people. I saw people who look like they go all the time. I looked... I saw people who looked like, and by that I mean like, they weren't fronting. They weren't putting on airs. They were like, this is, this is what we do. This is, I'd rather do nothing else than go to this, this opera on a, on a Saturday night and spend three hours here. There are other people you could tell it was like their big night out, probably like my wife and me. Um, there were all races. There were all sizes. There were people who looked... Like they had money, people didn't look like they might not have had money. People dressed with flair, uh, a gay presence, but it was not. It, it was it was manageable. <laughs> oh gosh, I hope I I heard that there are people who listen to podcasts just to hear hosts say dumb shit so they can get mad. Well, if you're listening, fuck you. Um, I doubt I doubt you are. I doubt you waste your time with this. But anyway, there were uh, all types of people. And footwear seemed to be a way to express flair. Lots of very snazzy and colorful loafers and that sort of thing. Uh, But people very, very enthusiastic about it. We strided purposefully to the entrance of the Cobb Energy Center. And right when we got to the door, it looked like there was a line, but it was just... This is something I forgot. And I'm just, just coming to me now and I'm unzipping this sweatshirt. The, you ever been in a crowd or you ever walk down a, a busy city street like in Manhattan or Chicago and you're like, wow, I'm moving pretty easily through these throngs of people. And you realize that's because they know how to do that. They have this crowd awareness. People at the opera are the fucking worst at that. Like everybody was just standing around, even though the people, they were veterans of the opera. All the time I was turning, or maybe, you know what, maybe it was just me being the newcomer, but I was always bumping into someone. There was always someone standing, like, in the middle of a doorway, which you've heard me describe as maybe the worst people in the world who stand in doorways. It's like, what are you, what do you think this fucking thing is? It's for all of us. It's literally called an affordance. (laughs) It affords us passageway. And you have your thumb up your ass standing in the doorway. And then, of course, it becomes to me inconsiderate and thoughtless and selfish. And I make it all about them. And they're like, oh, no, I have a back problem. I can't move. (laughs) I don't know. I hate it when people stand in doorways. Um, So terrible, terrible spatial awareness of people in operas. That's just a side note. But as soon as we get, so what I thought was going to be a line of 10 people, Turns out to just be milling people milling around 
not having gotten out of the way of people who still need to move through. You know, you could just back away from the building or go the fuck in and talk inside. But I get, okay. But I'm, I'm fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm just expressing this now. <laughs> so I get, we get in the line and the very first thing we hear from a woman, I thought she was, I don't know if she was asking for IDs or tickets or if she was going to, you know, uh, bomb sniffing dog us or whatever. The very first thing she asks asks for is um, proof of vaccination. And I, I got to tell you, and I, I did not mention this to my wife, who I don't even know if she listens to the podcast. I know she's listened to a few. But I didn't tell her this. When the woman said, I am going to need proof of vaccination for you to go inside, I my my heart I experience like a emotional rush like like excitement like holy shit we might not go <laughs> and we would have a legitimate excuse because we don't you know why it's very confusing we live in Georgia and so I've never been asked for my vaccination status I've been on airplanes and I don't I don't think I've been asked for my status maybe I just checked the box uh, on Delta but I've never had to show proof of it. <laughs> and then yesterday, by the way, uh, some neighbor's mom, I told this story to, she's like, well, you know what would be a good idea is if, you know what you could do in the future is just take a photo of it. And that way you'll always have it on your phone. And she's, you know, she's 70, so I didn't say anything. And then she said, that's probably, and she acknowledged, she goes, that's probably pretty good that I'm telling you that right now, isn't it? <laughs> so shout out to her for realizing that. But I was like, holy shit, it's eight o'clock and we're, we're, we're off, we're free. My wife doesn't like to go to the movies and therefore I don't like to go to the movies. So my wife should relate to this. I just didn't want the, the opera or anyone to be in control of me for three hours. Similarly, my wife did not like being at the mercy of a movie for two hours. So when we started dating, I stopped going to the movies and haven't really ever gone back. Probably seen two movies in the movie theater over the last 15 years. What are they? Ricky Bobby, um, Talladega Nights. I know I saw that in the movie theater. And then Blackfish. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> Now this will get me, this documentary about SeaWorld being evil to these whales, that's going to get me into the theater. <laughs> uh, Blackfish. I think that's, that's, that's all I've seen. Anything else? No. But two movies I've seen in a theater in the last 15 years. <laughs> and what's the Venn diagram? Does that just show that I'm very unique or uh, cool enough? I'm cool enough, you know. I can see Talladega Nights. I also am going to see Blackfish. I enjoyed them both immensely. Immensely. So, uh, <laughs> what a dipshit. The surge of, <gasps> oh my gosh, we could be, we, we could be off. We don't have to go in. We have a bulletproof excuse 
other than oh, maybe we're dummies for not bringing vaccination proof. You can make that case. But I live in Georgia, dude. This is like anything goes. This is where, you know, the the governor sues the mayor to stop, you know, mask mandates. This is and, to, you know, this is, I live in a ridiculous place. So it was like a surge of, and then my wife said, so my wife is doing the talking, and as as ever, no, I'm kidding. Uh, she says, woman, we don't have them. And she said, not on your phone or anything? You don't have a picture? And my wife's like, we don't have them. And then the woman said, okay, well, then you're going to have to go over there to where they're doing COVID tests. Like, motherfucker. From the jaws of victory do I snatch defeat. Now I have to go to the opera. Even though I was excited about it or, you know, interested in it. You know, the idea of being not having to go also was pretty. It's kind of like the Braves Astros. I wanted to go to the opera, but I would have been thrilled if I didn't have to. That's really what it came down to. It's the duality of man. Isn't that what Kant and Nietzsche and Kierkegaard and those guys were writing about? The duality of man. He wanted to go to the opera, and he'd never been more excited when he found out that he might not have to. Go over there and get a coronavirus test. We went over there, and uh, we got the tests which means you scan the QR code on your phone and up comes a up comes a, a form that you fill out. Essentially, you're registering to get a coronavirus test. And I didn't do Gen X, Big Brother, and there's another reason to get our information. But I, you know, right, and like, fuck this. I, did, I didn't do that. I'm, I was fine. I was, I was level-headed, composed. I was demonstrating resilience. Inside, I might have been like, fuck all this, but uh, I was externally level-headed. Um, modeling composure and resolve, as you might say. A lot of times when I get those silly uh, forms, they want you know email address and phone numbers and all this stuff, which I do perceive to be an information grab, and normally I just put in some bullshit number and email address. But on this one... Somehow I realized, you know what, they're going to send the actual results that I'm going to need to show to the people to my actual phone. So I put in the real information, and I registered. And then I showed the registration, or they called my name, and I showed the registration, and they said, okay, that'll be $25. So uh, I paid $25 for myself, $25 for my wife, and we got two COVID tests, and they were both negative. I never thought about it being positive. And I never thought, I was, again, it was like Braves, Astros. I was never like, God, I hope it's positive. I, I, I didn't, that was not something I thought. Only now am I realizing, holy shit, if it was positive, then I wouldn't have had to go to the, <laughs> the opera, which I wasn't dreading, but you, you get the point. Two COVID tests, $50. One parking admission, $15. We've yet to set foot inside the Cobb Energy Center, and we are $65 in. Babysitter, add to that. 
uh, something. I don't even know what she paid. What it is an hour? Maybe like fifteen bucks, thirteen bucks an hour, fifteen bucks. Some babysitter's so great. You know what I should do is I should. What I should do is because she charges us two rates. She says there's a rate when the baby, the daughter, the almost three year old who's not a baby. There is a rate, I think it's like maybe $15 if she's awake and then like $12 an hour if she's not awake. And I think I should now start negotiating with her like, all right, it's $12 because she's asleep, but Alabama and LSU are on my TV right now, so the rate should be closer to like ten fifty an hour. Does that make sense? Should I sell her my? Should I? Should I tell if if she doesn't agree to lower her price, I just black out the game. I'm sorry, we're all out of batteries, so we can't turn turn the TV on. Anyway, so what are we into her for? That's gonna be if we leave it seven thirty, and we're back by eleven thirty four hours. Let's say it's let's call it just roughly fifty bucks that the babysitter. 50 bucks, 65 before we set foot in there. 50 of that is our our issue. That I mean, our fault that we didn't bring vaccination proof. I'm not holding anybody. It's all our fault. We fucking went outside in, in the United States of America, and before we went to the actual event, we're in it for whatever I just said. 50, $115. The COVID tests... Obviously, we didn't expect to take, eh, but that's our that's our fault. I think <clears throat> if you buy tickets and you go through that whole process, they fairly obviously message that you need to have some sort of proof of vaccination. But because our tickets were comped, we just got little mini scans that we showed at the gate. Uh, and we didn't get a big fanfare of like you're going to the opera and all this other stuff, or we did and we just deleted all the emails. But <clears throat> we we own that one. But apparently it's it's very well known. And you know what else is well known inside that place that I didn't find out until inter- intermission is there's some ordinance inside the building that you're supposed to wear a mask. We didn't wear a mask until, like I said, midway past midway through the night the intermission was almost over and i was talking with a an usher and asked me if it was she was asking me if it was my first time and how did i get there and uh, x y and z and i said i so and so and so and so and she said oh so and so 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 and then after a while she kind of realized that i wasn't wearing a mask and she had a very strong reaction was like yeah, I, I can't. I shouldn't be talking to you. You know, you have to be wearing a mask, and you, you know this is this is unacceptable. And I looked around, and I didn't see anybody else not wearing a mask, <laughs> except my wife. <laughs> Again, this is why this country and this world is so complicated. Is there a mask mandate? What what does it apply to? You know, I'm 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 not talking about the coronavirus is over, right? Let's move on to the next one. Um, it was just, you know, do you wear masks? Do you not wear masks? Do you wear them outside? Do you wear them inside? Is it mandatory or do you 
and, and then you flip out and tear up a bunch of mannequins inside a Walmart or a Target. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean to say mannequins <laughs> inside a Walmart. <laughs> anyway, who knows? The the mayor says yes, the governor says no, and we were just we're um, maybe just expect nothing. No, you know what we expect in Georgia is we expect like no. Uh, law enforcement or no enforcement of the rules is really what I mean to say by that there's plenty of fucking law enforcement God knows anyway um, so we get inside and because we took the COVID tests sure enough when they swabbed our nose and the only I also had a moment like oh no we're not going to do that stick it all the way in the back that people were screaming about at the beginning of the pandemic this is just five rolls around each nostril, I think. Uh, but they said, and then you wait 15 minutes for your results. And I was like, oh, you know what that means? We're going to be late like those dummy kids that we didn't want to be. And sure enough, we went back over to the opera. I mean, went back into the, sorry, went from the testing area into the main entrance and there are not a ton of people out, and everybody's gone inside. And we go to our uh, entrance, and uh, the woman says, you can't go in there right now because the show's already started, but you and these other fucking losers can go to this place where there's a bunch of extra seats, and you just sit there, and the view is fine, by the way. Um but we, the thing we didn't want, we we made our own disaster. The thing we didn't want to be, the people showing up late, not getting in, not being seated properly, like all the other adults in the building, we were, we were like over there with all the, you know, I, I don't know that they're idiots. I'm just lumping myself, creating the category for myself of like, here we are. But at least I feel like it wasn't because we were, you know, drinking beer in the parking lot or, you know, not not getting out of the house in a prompt manner because we were watching a football game we just we didn't get back we didn't we didn't get vaccinated we didn't uh, have the proof of life so we sit down and I and I realize this is probably more opera talk than you want but I just figured like when was last nobody goes to the opera <laughs> I don't I don't know how many my listeners do probably a lot because my listeners also have duality I know that they're like uh, the people who are socially liberal and fiscally conservative, and also fiscally liberal but socially conservative. So we have a mix of people that listen to this podcast. But I just figured you might want to know. I don't figure like I, I gotta just relay it. I gotta memorialize the fact that I went to the opera. We get seated where you know, like wow, these seats are great. but they are the overflow seats. And I mentioned on the Friday night podcast, the, the one I did Friday night, that I've been just in the weeds and st- stressed at a physiological level. I just have, I, I don't have a lot of spare time. I don't want to say free time, spare time. Because if I don't, it's free, I, I choose to do some of the things I do. Uh, I You know, anyway... So I think I was, I had in my head, once I get through, I had to film on Saturday, I did 
you know, farmer's market with the girl. I did the show on Friday, but when I was, and Alvin's in town, so you're hosting someone, and that, I, I loved having him here. But, you know, just the idea that, you know, you're responsible for someone else's movement a little bit. That, not that, you know what I mean. Um, you have somebody in town staying in your home. It's just another um, detail that you need to attend to. And I think I had in my head, once I get through the opera, uh, Sunday I'll be able to catch my breath. And so because I felt that way, I think, as like running hot as you would if you were finishing a semester. My, so imagine my semester ended on Saturday. And it's just the analogy, right? You go 100 miles an hour at the end of the semester, just cramming for your finals. And then what do you do immediately uh, at winter break is you get sick because your physiological system calms down, you relax, your guard lets down, you're susceptible to illness and injury. Well, maybe that's what happened to me because within... <clears throat> and this is after a, a, after the Friday night show. I, Alvin and I stayed up late talking uh, after the punchline. Uh, and then Saturday morning went to farmer's market, dropped the girl at the pool, spent much of the day filming a project which I really I'm not going to get into I shit talked acting on the last podcast I think because of what I'm talking about like just I feel like I have a lot of shit going on and very little bandwidth but acting isn't terrible it's actually fun if you're doing it with some of the funniest people in the world which is what I was doing on Saturday and if you're doing it with good people and Hanging out in between shots is just like talking shit and making each other laugh. So I scratched what I said because I, what, I, what I lamented on the podcast the other night was the opportunity cost. I just didn't want to be away from my wife and my daughter. Uh, but being on set, I had a blast with uh, some just hilarious people. And I'm, I'm available for your projects if you're going to have other funny people in them. Anyway. Trying not to make each other laugh, or trying to make each other laugh during takes, while also making sure you're not the one who laughs. And I, I fucked up several times and laughed, but I also got other people to laugh. It it was it was really fun, and but it's a long day, you know. And then there's like the hurry up and wait, and then the pressure rises and falls, and that probably takes a lot in your system. I figured by the time I got home, X, Y, and Z. I get through the opera, then Sunday I will be able to relax and level set. So sure enough, as soon as we sit down in those auxiliary seats after <laughs> we just left and were va- and, and vaccinated, we were tested, and then we get in. After the long day, I sat there, and literally within like 45 seconds, I'm like talking <gasps> like that immediately. I'm like, oh my God, my eyes are closing. And we didn't have any booze or weed or anything before, or a big meal. We just we were kind of moved quickly to it. Didn't have a drink before. Uh, but like within, literally within 10 minutes, within five minutes of the first act, I was, and I'm sitting next to my wife who, you know, I want to be the good husband. I want to stay engaged. I don't want her to think he's already trying to get out of here. But I was like, I'm like pulling my hand out, just gently checking my watch, trying to catch the light, trying to make sure 
see, oh my gosh, only 17 minutes has elapsed, and we have an an hour and a half in the first act. And then I'm seated next to other people, and so I'm crossing my legs and uncrossing my legs, and I was trying, I think I just had a crash. I was trying so hard to not fall. You know what I was trying to do? Duality of man. I was trying so hard to not fall asleep and so hard to fall asleep. But I wanted to fall asleep in a way in which my wife wouldn't know I was asleep. <laughs> like, I make it like, like, because she's a dummy. She can't recognize when the man she's known for 100 years next to her is sleeping at all. So, very early on, I was, I was fighting it. I was nodding off. And, and also not really moved by the story. And, and in retrospect... The beginning of the opera, an hour and a half of it, was just all these storylines being spread out and and getting underway. And they do have subtitles, by the way. And, and all of it sounds to me like, oh, 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 <clears throat> excuse me, oh, 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 that's what it sounds like. There are some times where someone's like ripping and belting, like, wow, that fucking is insane. But it's like, most of it's like, oh, 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 I don't know. I'm losing interest in it, taking myself back to it, which is probably really killing you. Basically, the, the first act was like a struggle. It was a struggle because it wasn't that interesting. It was really cool visually, and the, 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 the building is spectacular. And the singing was great, as far as I could tell. I mean, it could have been shit opera, for all I know. Because <laughs> we were talking about it, like, for people who say, oh, I hate country music, or I hate rap. You could easily say, I hate opera, but it might sound all the same. We're novices. So, it basically, the first act was a real struggle. It was a real struggle for me. And, uh, you know, not a hardship, but struggle to stay awake, Struggle to just whew, we have another we have another forty eight minutes of this, uh, okay, and the people around us were having the t- seemingly having the times of their lives. They were laughing at the dumbest shit, and that's fine. Humor subjective. They were they were into it, and I was just sitting there like, it. You know what it felt like? It felt like being on a cross country flight. The seatbelt sign was on the whole time, and someone was going, oh, 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 and you couldn't stop it for, like, you know, (laughs) a flight from Atlanta to Chicago. Not a cross-country flight. Uh, Atlanta to Chicago is what it was. Oh, can I get up? I'm sorry, sir. You have to stay in your seat. But I just need to go (laughs) uh, relieve myself. I need to go blow my we get, wasn't excruciating, but it was a bit of a struggle for me, most likely because I had a big adrenal, adrenaline crash and just needed to fall asleep. But I'm also carefully like looking at my watch so my wife doesn't see it, any of that. And then intermission hits. And my wife, what I love about her is she just says it. She just says whatever's on her mind. Not like she says whatever. She says what the truth of the moment, whatever's on her mind, and 
and she also is a she has duality in her as we all do complexity so in my head i'm looking at her and she could say she could say this is the greatest most wonderful experience and i'm so glad we're doing this or she could say let's get the fuck out of here like i really didn't know not that she's inscrutable but it could go either way and as soon as like the lights went on she said let's get to the bar what she really meant was let's beat the line because we've been in lines where it's like the intermission is 15 minutes and the line to get you know a glass of wine is two hours long so I was like, all right, let's go. We race, but we go out, race out into the, whatever you call it, the, is it the mezzanine? I don't know, whatever you call it, the area where, where the bar is. And I know, dude, I, this is more than I want to talk about the opera. We race out. We get a, I, I you know what? I knew, so here's what, the intermission was an emotional lift for me because I knew these three things I knew intermission I knew sorry I knew the first act was an hour and a half I knew intermission was 25 minutes and I knew the second act was an hour so I've already done uh, by the time I get in there for the second act I've done two hours in this building I can do a third you know what I mean it's like it's like doing push-ups are easier if you, to do if you count down you know if you're like 49 48 47 I was like, if one hour left, I can go 59, 58, 57. No problem. Uh, but I didn't know what to have to drink. <laughs> and truth be told, I thought about trying to catch a quick buzz. I, but I'm like, dude, I'm I'm not going to have one in one. <laughs> I did think about it. I told my wife actually today. I thought about having one in one at the opera. Like, may I please get one of the uh, Jack Daniels and also the Stella Artois? I thought about just having a... It's 25 minutes. I mean, what are we doing? I thought about going one-in-one one at the opera, but I didn't. That would be the title of my record. One-in-one one at the opera. I didn't. I had a 420 and my wife... Uh, Sweetwater 420 and my wife had a cocktail. I didn't have a 420 because it gives you bad breath. It's delicious. I had a Stella Artois and my wife had a cocktail. And that was, uh, with tip, $30. So 30 plus 100 So that's 145 now on the night. And my wife, I'm like, she wants to get a drink, so clearly we're not leaving. And But it was a nice little, like, okay, we're... we're we're not perfect fits. She gave me the vibe, but I'm not going to speak for her. She gave me the vibe. We're not perfect fits for this. Uh, but this is cool and interesting. And, this, and the, the sound is great. The music. There's an orchestra down there in the pit. It was pretty awesome. Down in the pit. Playing wonderfully. And I know. And you know what? I don't think the story wraps. You're already like, dude, how much can you fucking talk about this thing? Like I said... Here's what I want you to know. We raced back. We had our drink. We went back to the place where we should have been uh, entering the first time where the woman said, sorry, it's already started. And we got in there. And we went to those seats. And they were like fifth row center. It was... I, 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 we were, I, I looked equidistant side. We were in the 
smack dab middle of the whole performance. I mean, the stage, like, you know what I mean, in the audience. Like, there could equal amounts of space on either side of us. It was perfect visually. We're almost like looking at the performers in the eyes. We were styled out with these tickets to an unbelievable level. I, I could not, I could not believe it. And believe it or not, it changed our experience. <laughs> I was so much more engaged. <laughs> My wife, so it's, it, it's not a sober and serious environment. It's not because it's kind of joyous and artistic. But my wife said to me, she said, oh, my God, it's so much better when you can see their faces so closely. And I said, and their genders. It was just, a, it was just a, I just had to go to it. But, oh, my gosh, did it change the whole experience being so close? You couldn't have fallen asleep if you wanted to unless you were the guy two rows in front of us who did fall asleep. But for us, it was like, oh my gosh, this is galvanizing the performance and the singing and the physicality of, of the of the singing, and and then we we stayed the whole time. There was an hour left. It, it clicked on. I didn't know the story of Julius Caesar. I never read it. I never read the Shakespeare. I never saw any of the movies. I I, I didn't know about Cleopatra. Uh, I didn't know. I, I didn't know any of that. I mean, I knew Cleopatra was fine. But I didn't know that Cleopatra, uh, her dad, her brother killed her dad, and then Julius Caesar hooked up with her. Anyway, I didn't know any of the story. It resolved how it did. And then, you know, as it's like standing ovation, clap, 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 wonderful. Also, I, I wanted you to also know this, that up above the stage, while they're doing, oh, it would say like, dude, where's my car? Like they they had digital subtitles for the opera voice up above. So you could kind of track what was going down with the story. Like you killed my dad. And it's like, it just says four words there. And, but the singing, you know, you got to get it out. I guess maybe they're singing every letter or something. I don't know. But but they do have digital subtitles so you know what's being, what's expressed and what's happening. It's over. It ends. Thunderous ovation. across, And, and it turns out it's the very first performance of the Atlanta Opera in that place since before COVID. So it was a, a big deal for them, big deal for the patrons, big deal for, for everyone. <laughs> and us, the first timers, and so then, as everyone's clapping, I look, I look at my wife. She's clapping, and I'm like, "Are we?" You know, and people start peeling out. I'm like, "There's the first couple." I'm look at that, 86, and I'm thinking about them racing to their cars, getting in, and beating, beating traffic. You know what? As I say it out loud, I should have known this. I'd known it. I just never thought it. Beating traffic. If you're that guy, yeah, you're tight. But you're just lame. But that's what I always think I want to do. Oh, let's get the fuck out of here and beat traffic. But you know who beating traffic guy is? Is this why we did a five-hour podcast just to arrive at this this insight here? B 
speeding traffic guy is no is a person nobody wants to have sex with because you're just trying to end the experience before you've given it its due you know you're not you're not like the rest of them you think you're a rebel and like I'm going to beat traffic but you're not you're kind of a square and I'm really describing myself I'm talking about myself I would I would be a beat traffic guy hey let's get out of here before Pavarotti does that thing that brings everybody to their knees. Let's be the people that leave before that guy hits the home run in the bottom of the ninth inning. I would do that. And you know what? Leave traffic guy is, in poker terms, he's a nit. He's a conservative uh, sad sack, which (laughs) I don't think I am. Hopefully I'm not that, but beat traffic guy, nobody wants to have sex with him. Nobody wants to have sex with beat traffic guy. So, but I did see like people leaving. And now, like I said, I was beat until I just said that right now. I was beat traffic guy. So I look at my wife. I'm like, hey, people are taking off. And she's like, yeah, they are. And then I said, or so do you want to you want to try to do that? Or do you want to um, wait for them all to come out and do the clapping and the bows and She's like, yeah, I want to wait for that. And I was like, I actually said I do too because I like that. I like where it's like, and here's the fifth leading character and they get like a, and then here's the fourth and it's like, oh, and then here's the third one, the the person that really put the, the gayest one. No, here's the, the person who really like was the cheekiest of all and, and they, you know, they get a big, oh, and then, you know, it keeps going to the, the actual mainest players. And you know what? We stayed. We were not beat traffic guy or girl. We stayed. And then we walked briskly, briskly to the car. And we're out of there, out of the parking garage in like seven minutes. It was so easy. And that was, that was it. It it was, it was cool. I am in no hurry to go back again. Unless I have those, but you know what? I'm not in a hurry to go back to anything that would last three hours long. I'm going to fly to California in a couple of weeks, and I'm thrilled about being in California, but I'm not looking forward to flying. I mean, even though I'm going with a toddler, <laughs> I'm looking forward to being in California with my daughter and my wife, but I'm not looking forward to being on an airplane for three hours and Really, now it's four hours. When we moved to Atlanta, the flight time was uh, three and a half. And now it's like four and a half just because, well, you know why they make the times longer. So they're not late. But uh, I'm not in a hurry to go back to the opera. But it's super cool. Way to say it. And I can only imagine how expensive these tickets were that, that we were comped. 150 bucks, 200 bucks, they certainly would be the way to, it would be like, you know, going to an NFL game. I would never do it, but if you have a, a luxury box that has, uh, you know, all the other games, I'll go. Anyway, I it's it, it was what it was, and uh, it was pretty cool. Pretty cool, and a lot of passion in that room. These people, I mean, they're at the top of their fields. He's, you're an opera singer in the Atlanta Opera, and uh, you know they they tour, they they're like stand-ups. 
the the productions seem like clubs. So, oh, what club are you working? I'm working, uh, you know, Side Splitters in Tampa. I'm working uh, the Punchline in Atlanta. Where are you? Oh, I'm working uh, Carmen in Chicago, or I'm working Julius Caesar in Atlanta. I'm working the Pirates of Penzance in Madrid. That's what they do. The top performers, they, it seems, it seems because we looked them up a little bit when we got home, it seems like they just sort of tour. Like, I'm going to be down there for a week, then I'm going to go do three weeks in this city, then I'm going to go, you know. Anyway, super cool, long. I mean, for me, three hours is just a long time, you know. And uh, anyway, I will uh, next time, well, actually, not next, oh, my God, it's an hour that I've talked on this. Holy shit, I apologize. Um, I just want to, in fairness to him, it would end the podcast. And the people who love him, and other people do love him, I've, I've now heard. I would like to let you know that uh, our old friend, our old friend, my favorite podcast reviewer, 15 underscore versus underscore 15. <laughs> Dude, sorry that you had to sit through a whole opera thing to get to this point. And my water bottle is frozen. The podcast reviews are usually from 15 underscore versus underscore 15. And the reason that they're usually from him is because everyone else who listens to this podcast, and when I say everyone else, I mean you, do not fucking leave a review, which would be fucking great if you did but 15 underscore versus underscore 15 took down his last review and left a new one and it simply says listen to this podcast five stars it's a cool enough podcast (laughs) exclamation mark there's nothing like sealing a a vote of adequacy with an exclamation mark exclamation point it's a cool enough podcast exclamation mark it's an interesting use of the exclamation point mr 15 it's like donald trump you know sending condolences exclamation mark in his tweets when someone would die but here this is a question now down below says questions for host how did the dog get out of the house and yard without anything noticing? And I presume he means without anyone noticing. Um, but if you mean like how did anything not notice, we don't have ring or a security system. or I mean, we have a security system. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> we have a really strong, so don't get any fucking ideas. But I, I presume he means without anyone noticing. Uh, and the answer, quite honestly... How did the dog get out without anyone noticing is we're just self-absorbed people. And that's why the dog escapes. That's how the dog gets attention. It's just leaving. Um, so it's it's a matter of us. My wife was sleeping. And what a good mom she is. Sleeping while the dog's running away. And I was sitting there scratching her head while the dog went downstairs, went through, um, went in the backyard, and then somehow found an access point, an affordance, where no one was standing in the middle of it, and ran away. 
All right, I'm I'm guilty of over. I, I just I, I feel terrible that I took an hour of your time, and you <laughs> and you might be like, no, dude, you didn't. Don't worry, we uh, we left a long time ago. Come to Limerick tonight, and uh, I, I give you my word that Friday's podcast will be a lot shorter than an hour and four minutes. All right, have a great week. Talk to you soon.